0: Hello everyone, this is Niall Elkhom, and I am here with my new co-host uh, for a review show, I'm going to review films from a critical and uh, personal and, uh, and political, uh, did I say political twice? I think I said political twice. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry, and, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Serena Catherine here. Um, uh, you want to introduce yourself and tell people where they can find you? Um,
1: Sure, sure. Um, right now all I have is my Twitter handle at Catherine Serena. Don't ask me why it's like that and I haven't gotten around to changing it, but um, you can just call me Serena.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a good name. I like Serena. Um, uh, a little bit more, um, uh, what do you call it? A little bit more um, uh, familiar than Nile? I think for people. Uh, so the, the movie we decided actually, we had another person that was going to join us, uh, C. Thomas Paine. I don't know where he is, but he has not shown up. Um, and I haven't heard from him since 7 this morning. Hopefully he's okay. Um, in the age of the coronavirus, you never know. So yeah. Uh, um, uh, but uh, it is late. So anyway, so the movie we decided to go with is called, called The Death of Stalin, uh, which was a 2017 movie. Um, the writer-director is a guy named uh, Armando Armando, I think Armando Iannucci, uh, who's uh, not actually um, from Italy. He's from he's a British, or at least he works in, in Britain, uh, writer, director. He's also the guy who did Veep. Um, so this is kind of like a satire, black comedy type movie. Um, the film company was the Gaumont Film Company of France. So it's kind of a French-British production, I suppose. But then it also had a bunch of American actors. Um, uh, let's see. Notably, um, well, uh, Michael Michael Palin was from um, uh, Monty Python, so he's in it. Although his role wasn't that big. Uh, Jason Isaacs, uh, Jeffrey Tambor of uh, Arrested Development, um, and Steve Buscemi is probably the one people would recognize the most because he's kind of the hardest one to to not know who he is. Uh, <laughs> he's made famous by the pulp, you know, not Pulp Fiction, but um,
1: um, Blues Brothers.
0: No, what was the first? What was the first? Uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but uh, so this was about the death of Joseph Stalin in 1953, and the um, and the aftermath of that. Um, so, so well, uh, um, so there's a lot of things with this. A lot of plays, ways to get into this. I I suppose maybe I'll first ask you, uh, Serena. Just what did you think? Did you enjoy it as a movie? Was it entertaining?
1: um yeah it was definitely entertaining um it kind of changes your point of view when you go in watching the movie kind of critiquing it you probably should have watched it once and then just watched it again but overall i think i really enjoyed it i like dark comedies i like dark satires and stuff like that so it was kind of right up my alley all
0: right cool um yeah i I definitely didn't hate it like i like the actors um i like the guy who played um who was the character let me see his name was um not molotov but um Malik- malikov. malikov malikov right uh, uh georgie malikov um he's the guy from arrested development um he's just like i don't know i thought i thought his his character was just funny um he, he plays the guy who basically inherits the throne from stalin and and i should point out at the beginning that almost nothing in this movie is historically accurate almost nothing (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so this is strictly in the fictional sense he inherits from stalin
1: yeah (laughs) well i mean didn't he kind of end up taking power though
0: i think he may have um but the role he was in before he took power was not his role and the person who actually headed the meetings initially right afterward was um buscemi's character which is khrushchev Who eventually becomes the leader. So I think, yeah.
1: Sorry, I was confusing the two characters. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Buscemi is Khrushchev, um, who, you know, becomes, I don't know what his title later becomes, but the, you know, the chairman, chairman Khrushchev or uh, prime minister Khrushchev or dictator Khrushchev. I don't know what what the titles were. Um, Let me see. What was Khrushchev's? I can look that up.
1: I think it's something like committee party leader or something like
0: that. Yeah, that's that's what it was at that time. But later on Khrushchev like introduced um uh what they call reforms throughout the movie, which uh really are liberalization, economic liberalization. Uh they try to tie it in with a bunch of like, oh we're not gonna we're not gonna have the lists out anymore and like the reign of terror stuff. The problem with that part though, um is that that had already stopped, like in the 30s, like the time this movie happened. the The Reign of Terror stuff was no longer a thing. Like there were might maybe a few things that happened, and there was still a, a lot of anti-Semitism, and there were um, there were there was that the conspiracy of the Jewish doctors thing. I think was a real thing that uh, Stalin went after Jewish doctors yeah. for. But I don't know that all doctors were Jewish, and and so the idea that there were no good doctors in Moscow is probably not accurate either. Um, well, I
1: was actually reading about that. There was, um, he did kill off like the nine um, doctors in his cabinet for this plot. And that the reason, um, when he had a stroke, all of the medical staff were newly, um, new doctors. So they didn't really okay. know what they were doing. They
0: just graduated. They didn't have very good experience. Yeah. And maybe he did that because he was so paranoid. He just didn't want to take any. And doctors tend to be, I mean, if you think about it, you just had a, um, uh, this revolution. Uh, against the bourgeois right um doctors you know are tend to be members of the bourgeois right um yeah. unless they were, so. yeah unless they were trained and brought up inside of uh you know some kind of communist or socialist system um like a cuba or something and maybe they're not a bourgeois in, in cuba um or later on in the soviet system um but the actors in this movie um uh don't do a russian accent they use their regular accent which uh, I, you know, I, I did appreciate. I, I read uh, the review by um, uh, the guy who took over for Ebert. He's at ebert.com, or at least one of the people on ebert.com. I don't know if it's one guy or multiple people, but the person who, you know, um, did the review of this movie gave it three and a half thumbs up, which is basically as high as Ebert really generally went. It, it was three. It was it was a one to four system. Right. Oh, okay ebert um so three and a half is like you know a nine out of ten um or eight out of ten i guess where's that would that be a nine out of ten anyway um fractions they're hard Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but you know he was like he was like saying you know just having everyone do their regular accent instead of like really crappy russian or so or, or us i guess they'd be russian accents now um you know maybe just preferable like if you know anything about what the actual Russian accent is supposed to sound like, or the various you know uh, versions of it, uh, hearing people um, just completely destroy it is is pretty irritating. So like this works, like he said, this works and I agree. I don't know, I, I, did that work for you too?
1: It did, because I've watched the movies where the accents are so bad and so distracting that I can't even pay attention to what's going on in the story, or let alone understand what they're saying. <laughs> So yeah, it was nice that they didn't. If they weren't confident in doing it, they didn't even try to. And I appreciated that.
0: Right. Um, and I mean, it it is a comedy. Um, I think I would have liked it more if it didn't feel like just a huge propaganda piece, right? Uh, um, <laughs> like if you look at, um, I mean, I like I like intelligent comedy. Um, this felt like more. And I heard some people describe it this way that if you were raised on kind of like 1950s U.S. propaganda about the Soviet Union, like the cartoonish, um, just absolute farcical uh, level uh, of propaganda the U.S. was producing, this 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 cartoonish uh, portrayal, and then you had nothing else to draw on and you just used that to make a movie out of, this is what you would get, right? Um, yet the the sad thing is, I think, with this movie, is that so many people in the western press and and uh, critics loved it right and didn't seem to the the main the main uh, like establishment i would say establishment critique seems to be um it's wrong to make comedy out of somebody so horrible as stalin um you know uh that was their main critique not not that not that their points were wrong or the portrayal was wrong or the the history was inaccurate there was some of that but but mostly it was still couched in the, it's inaccurate, but they really didn't show how bad Stalin was, you know, even though every scene seems to have someone being shot in the head or tortured. Right.
1: Yeah. But that kind of seems, I don't know, I guess because it kind of just seems like it plays more into the communist party ideology than what Stalin himself installed with the executions. Cause people have this idea that communism is all, well, i was talking to these people earlier <laughs> about their idea of communism and i was reading up on it and there's this idea of violence and um death which makes sense i guess um but i don't know in the movie it just i, I kind of agree it didn't it doesn't feel like the weight of his crimes were properly uh, portrayed or at least he didn't seem to carry enough of the, uh, the the weight of what was going on with all the deaths and everything
0: I suppose there's there's two ways to go about um, looking at it through that lens. Um, There is what he actually did, which was uh, mostly in the 30s. Um, After that, um, actually during the 50s at the time, capital punishment was illegal in the Soviet Union. Um, Like I said, there were still like people that were killed, but it was mostly anti-Semitism would be tar- Jew- Jewish people being targeted, but it was not, nec- it wasn't like at the level of the Nazi party. Yeah. Um, um, and a lot of the deaths in the Soviet Union were more like um, famines and starvation and resource problems, um, yeah. which I think are a little less, you can blame it on an inefficient system, but I don't think you can attribute it the kind of malice. The scene with the, um, in the movie, so there's two main things that the movie kind of relies on, and that's the the lists uh, and purges, which were not going on at the time. That, again, em- ended 30 years before. And the second thing was the 1,500 people killed by the secret police, which they don't even name correctly. It's not the right name of the organization at the time. What, um, is,
1: the, what is the right name?
0: I, I, um, I didn't write it down there's like four different like organizations and it oh, okay. that to go back and forth from like the 30s 40s 50s and then later and then eventually becomes the KGB um, but the one the one they have at the time is not correct uh 1500 people were not killed and the the guy that uh, gets murdered at the end of the movie the secret police guy wasn't even in charge of the secret police at the time um 15 people were not killed in Moscow trying to attend Stalin's funeral. Oh, he was wow. arrested for an incident in Germany um, that happened uh, a few months later. Um, so it wasn't even in the same country, and it wasn't even the, it wouldn't even be the same organization, because in Germany you had a different secret police than in, in Moscow. Yes. Um, and it was a hundred people that died on either side of both the security forces and the people in Germany and wow. so it's not like every everything they did is like whole cloth almost everybody at that meeting you know the 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 council i forget the council of ministers right yeah um almost none of them had the title the movie says they had at the time <laughs> really
1: yeah. well i mean i know molotov wasn't um uh, the minister of foreign affairs or uh, whatever his title was <laughs> i didn't know about the other ones though
0: let's Whoa. see molotov and zukov not in their roles khrushchev yeah, Khrushchev was the one meeting, uh, running the meeting, and Beria. Beria also not in the position they said he was in. And who else is there really? Um, um there is there is Malikov Malikov might have been in his position. I don't really remember exactly what position he his was.
1: Malikov, deputy to Stalin.
0: Deputy, yeah, maybe that was accurate.
1: Maybe yeah, his understudy or is a understudy. And then there was uh, Mik- Mikoyin, the Minister of Trade, Anasta.
0: I don't remember him. Was uh, character?
1: he um character? There were the last two characters that kind of barged in slow-mo um, right when Stalin was discovered when he first had his stroke. Because mm-hmm. there was um, also K- Kagonit, Kagonit, Kago novich, sorry. I hate I'm so bad with Russian names. <laughs>
0: no, that's okay. <laughs> and he
1: that, was the Minister of Labor.
0: Yeah, they're a little hard. Um, yeah, I don't know that he was he was a main character either. It seemed to center around um um Malikov, Molotov. Molotov was the guy played by the uh, Palin, Michael Palin, who was the uh the Monty Python guy. Um I don't know if you ever watched Monty Python, but he's whenever I see a Monty Python person I'm like that's That's the guy, Romani Python. Um, um, Zhukov had a fairly big role, but he wasn't part of the council. So it was Malikov, uh, Beria was the secret police guy, Malikov was the guy that got put in charge. Molotov was the, I think the foreign minister, who's Michael Palin, who's like the, um, we want, uh, it would be very anti-Stalin to be factional, so let's not be factional. Everyone let's get along. And he has this bit where he's kind of like leading them one way on a decision or another way. And he oh. keeps, you know, it's like, it's kind of a classic Monty Python bit, really, you know, where he's like, you know, it would be wrong to go against Stalin's but in the spirit of and he keeps like, you know, you keep feeling like he's going They like, keep
1: like raising his their hand. He, <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes.
0: Because he's like the balance on the pendulum, right? Of uh, Yeah. On the scales of which way the decision's going to go,
1: his character uh, was interesting because he was on Stalin's last list, but he was fighting the hardest to keep Stalin's ideas.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, a lot of it, I think, they were trying to portray the farcicalness of, um, of, of, of a period of time, but they're compressing so much time into one area or one time period, one moment in time, that. Um, it's kind of like taking all the bad stuff of the Soviet Union and compressing it from 40 years into like a one month period, right? It's like the stuff didn't all happen at the same time. Um,
1: Like uh, the recording, uh, the opening scene of the orchestra when he got the recording, and then when he had the stroke, he had the stroke nine years after he got the recording.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, sorry. So, just one
1: little thing you know, about the little note that actually did happen, and Stalin sent, um, oh, I can't remember her name, Maria, uh, like 20,000 rubles. <laughs> for
0: did did her note. she actually send a note? I didn't see the part about her sending a real note.
1: She said, I, sent I a saw note? The part
0: where she got paid by Stalin, but yeah. I didn't see the part about the note.
1: She didn't say, like, what was said on the note wasn't accurate. She said something along the lines of, I'll pray for you, or I'll keep you in my prayers, or something like that, which is still. Uh,
0: right, it's bad. like Mid- Midwesterner, oh, bless you, right, kind of, you know, <laughs> fuck you, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: <laughs> and they portray her as being very religious, right? Maria Udina, uh, played by, that was Olga, I let me see her name. Kurilenko. Yeah. She was a good, I mean, she was a good actress, I think, but I mean, it was kind of like, I felt a lot of things were just kind of like um, an ax to grind on a lot of issues. Oh, wait, I think we got, C. Thomas Payne is joining us. All right. Oh, gonna, nice. <laughs> have All right, let me see. He's joining, um, which is good. We're doing it live. <laughs> hey, C. Thomas, can you hear us?
2: Hi, Niall. Yeah. I just now got a notification on uh the
0: link. Oh, okay. The Twitter Twitter slow slow oh. uh, snail mail.
2: Apparently, <laughs> apparently. How are we doing?
0: Oh I, we're doing all right. Uh we just we've just been going for uh I think uh twenty minutes and oh. uh uh we, we figure we gave you fifteen minutes past and I hadn't heard from you <laughs> since seven this morning. Uh,
2: right, right. <laughs> I, I uh I've been looking I've been looking in on Twitter and just seeing your last message of a thumbs up when I said I would be looking forward to, <laughs> to getting together tonight. Um, so wish I well, could. I'm, have. I'm thrilled!
0: I'm thrilled that you you um you made it um because um, uh, me and uh, Serena are only going to be able to go so far on our own. And yeah. One <laughs> with three in the next. <laughs> Hi, Serena. Hi. How
1: that are
2: you?
1: Good. What do you, What do you prefer to be called?
2: Thomas is fine.
1: Thomas, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can tell this is, uh, we've done a lot of preparation and me. <laughs> so C. Thomas Payne, uh, it's a great name. Um, where can people find you, by the way, just, uh, just since you're popping in, and just say a little bit about yourself?
2: Um, well, uh, you can find me uh, on social media, on Twitter, at uh, C. Thomas Payne. Um or Facebook at C Thomas Payne
0: and that's I think uh, yours is underscores right it's C underscore Thomas underscore Payne correct yeah
2: yeah that that would be right yes yeah and it's P A Y N E that's right. right also
0: yeah <laughs> um but yeah so the death of Stalin um uh, I'm assuming you watched it since uh, you picked it. <laughs> Right? I, <laughs> I did.
2: I watched it more than once too. Okay. I, 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 which is a really good sign. If I like a movie a lot, I'm going to watch it more than once. And I, 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 I'm, I'm sure I'm going to watch it more times as well because I really got a kick out of it. I found it. Okay.
0: There were a lot of good things about it. Um, I, I felt like it had a lot of good moments and a lot of good actors for sure. Oh, um,
2: man. Yeah i thought you know performances were just uh, ex- really really good and um uh there's so many characters you know the that, that, that uh how you know a film can be organized to be that as as concise and well composed as um as as he managed to do this one um
0: i think if you, you remark about the historical basis of what he was uh, the, what it was based upon um i think uh, in a vacuum. It's a great film. Um, I think in the context of Earth and, and our history, um, there are some problems. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but yes. Um, but
2: we're laughing about them. See, we're even, we're even <laughs> laughing about them right now. <laughs> a,
0: little, a, little, a little piece of trivia, the Galmont uh, film company that produced it is the oldest film company in the world. They were founded in 1895. Since I like trivia, and hopefully our audience likes trivia, uh, because I'm not gonna have much for you very often because it requires me to do homework and make sure my (laughs) trivia is correct. So only rarely do I actually take notes. Well, you need
2: staff. You you need need staff.
0: I do.
1: (laughs) Dedicated assistant, fact assistant.
0: It's the, that's the problem with um, independent media is everybody who wants to get involved in independent media wants to be the star. Including <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to do the hard work. Um, uh, but so, okay, so this was about the death of Joseph Stalin in 1953 from a cerebral hemorrhage, which he was initially paralyzed for and then died from a little bit later. Um, so, so you obviously enjoyed it. We got past that part. Um, did you look much into, uh, or, or do you have much knowledge of, of the history involved, and um, and what was maybe not so correct, or, or have any idea of like?
2: Well, yeah, enough so to. I mean, I, I'm not really a, a Russophile. I mean, you know, like, or a, a, a you know, um, uh, an obsessed.
0: Oh, I'm not even fan,
2: a fan, fan, fan of Russia but yes I mean, I, you know, I was aware that Stalin died like a year after I was born so I do I, I didn't know about it at the time that it actually happened but um, and looking back at uh, things that happened during my lifetime that's one of the ones that stands out as a, a kind of a big deal so I know I knew a little bit about it I know enough about it to know that the you know the story in the film is not you know, and it doesn't have to be, it's not like 100% uh, accurate in terms of the timing and so forth of, uh, um, you know, who, what, what happened when exactly. Um, but, uh, uh, and who knows whether, you know, the dialogue and the way the story moves along how, how I mean, you know, there's bound to uh, be a lot of disparity between what actually happened and, and how this film was put together. Um, but yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not, a, I, I don't, almost everything I know about what's wrong with this movie comes from the research that I did because I'm not a historian. I'm not somebody that reads a lot of history. I love history, but I'm lazy as fuck. Um, or rather I'm so uh, uh, OCD and obsessive compulsive that I don't find the time to read history because my hands have to be busy doing something else all the time, and that's, you know, I'm going to get some milking cows. That's what that's going to be. Uh, (laughs) I'm
1: really surprised that isn't a thing, just like a milking cow distractor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just think, I mean, if you have obsessive compulsive disorder, running a farm is probably the perfect job for you, the perfect uh, distraction, although I find that obsessive compulsive people tend to um, do things uh, that are not practical, and all your animals and your crops will probably die, so. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How successful, or, or how what is that called? How functional an obsessive compulsive you are.
2: Right, right, um, right.
0: But uh, oh yeah, the the secret place was the NKVD in the movie, and they were called that at one point. Um, right. But uh, but they weren't in the time period. They wouldn't have been called the NKVD. It would have been something else. Um, but um, but yeah. So there's there's lots of things that are inaccurate um, that we were talking about. So for one thing, the the um, the purges and the lists that was not happening at the time like that was over decades before this time like that was the 30s um and then the other major thing is the 1500 people that get that die at one point um uh, trying to visit stalin that is the you know is the reason why uh Beria, the head of the secret police the guy kind of looks like um uh who's the psychopath uh who's the guy in the u.s that's all that the kissinger he kind of reminds me of kissinger Right. It, reminds I I was, me,
2: it reminds me of Pompeo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he. Um, that never happened. So the 1,500 people were never killed. And Beria was actually arrested three months after this right, right, for an incident in Germany. Um, right. so, so lots of the basis of it. also another thing I hadn't mentioned before that popped up was that the idea that they brought in people off the streets to listen to the concerto and that there's this comment made in the movie that like, this is probably, these people probably have no idea what they're listening to, is actually really historically inaccurate because at the time, there was a huge effort to uh, make e- egalitarian uh, cultural, like, uh, you know, the, the access to cultural um, uh, media, right? So so poor people were, were like being encouraged for a long time before that to um, absorb the the kind of culture like music and such that wealthy people had been uh only privy to before, so that also would not have been accurate. Um, but you know, it's just kind of like little details. Um, and and that scene with the re recording the thing is based on a real story. Um, with the real with that character, uh, Maria Udina, uh, mm-hmm. who's the one who puts the note in the re- recording. But again, I don't think the note is her wishing him death. Um, Serena said it was basically her saying. Oh, oh I'll pray for you, right? It's kind of like a passive aggressive thing. And yeah, so she, self-paid. she
1: hated religion.
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And she she uh popped up as uh sympathetic to religion later on when she was talking to uh Khrushchev. Um about I, I can't remember exact uh, the exact dialogue, but she was uh uh she was saying that she oh yeah <laughs> The, the the difference between uh, she and he was that she uh, was expecting everlasting life. And Khrushchev said, who are in their right fucking mind would ever want to live forever?
0: That
1: endless conversation.
2: <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: well, it's fairly accurate, I guess, about Khrushchev, um, the uh, kind of disdain for religion. You know, you're, when um, Beria allows the Orthodox ministers to attend the funeral, right? Um, Khrushchev seems like particularly pissed off about it. Um, he apparently even later on, when he took over, was just not friendly to religion at all. So, yeah.
1: I have a question. Now, in the movie, it seemed like he was upset because it was originally his idea, like to gain favor with the people, to bring back the bishops. Yeah. But uh, Did you? I, I was going to look it up, and I co- totally spaced it. Did you ever find out if that was accurate?
0: Or. Yeah. Khrushchev is, um, yeah, he is credited with being uh, the reformer. The reformer, okay. in quotes, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you notice, yeah, there's this, this, this stream in the movie of um, of pushing this idea of like Khrushchev is just kind of an uh, honestly wants to help instead of Khrushchev just being a craven, greedy son of a bitch who's like yeah. trying to undo a lot of you know and let the wolves in. Um, uh, uh, have powerful allies that become oligarchs that will, you know, know, lift, you know, make him a powerful person. I'm not sure what all the dynamics were, if that's true or not, but it's just kind of a given, uh, the way it's portrayed. Um, Serena, just like politically, like, what do you think, like, this movie's purpose is, um, like, or how does it, what's its operative kind of effect on the viewer, uh, apart from whether it's intentional or not?
1: Oh, gosh. (laughs) <laughs> um, i just you know i can't get over the one thing that i keep coming back to is the cult of personality and i don't know if this will really answer your question but the the cult of personality that comes with communism and with stalin and that was kind of portrayed like even though he kept these people a little poor and murdered their families they still went out and droves to his funeral, and they weep for him and everything. And I think it's, politically, it was continuing to push the idea of communism is bad, communism is for the sheep, and I'm not advocating for communism, don't get that confused, but I think it was kind of pushing the red scare. Um, I don't know. I, I, might, I might have to think on it a little more. Can
0: I come back to it? <laughs> oh yeah, you, know, you can come back to it. But yeah, but yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a an idea that when socialists do things, it's cult-like, and when capitalists do things, it's good liberalization, right, and reform. Uh, how about how about you, Thomas?
2: Well, I think uh, you know the film relies pretty heavily on on uh, a Cold War mentality, you know, Russophobic type uh, attitude. Um, in a lot of ways, for the for the humor to work, first of all, it's in English, and <laughs> you know, British and Americans, you know. And there's a lot of, I mean, you know. So I mean, it's 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 satirical. I mean, I, I don't think of it as farce. I'd say th- it, it, it's it's a satirical piece where, based on a comic book, you know. So and, and you get get the feel. It feels like a comic book watching this film, you know. The characters are all you know. They're caricatured and they're stylized to fit the, you know, uh, the way that um, the storyboard was written. And it's beautiful to, uh, to take a comic book and turn it into a film. I mean, uh, the storyboard for making the film is, is the comic strip, or the, you know, was in the comic book already.
0: I, I would but agree I, that it's more of a satire than a farce. If the satires, the caric- caricatures and the exaggerations were based on reality, which they do not seem to be, um like uh people um that have looked at the the different personalities involved they say the only character that actually has any resemblance to his real personality um or like it appears his character is based on some exaggeration of his real personality would be the guy that that's in charge of the red army and that was area uh, zuka oh no
1: Zukav, Zukav,
2: yeah 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 he, dude, yeah he was yeah he was good <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm trying yeah, to remember.
2: Been, I think that's Jason. He's throwing his coat off there.
1: You know? Oh, in slow-mo, like a badass? Oh,
0: yeah, God, I loved it. <laughs> uh, I think... I, I, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say uh, probably the same thing. I can't remember the name of the person who plays him, but I love... Uh, I think it's Jason Isaacs. There it is. I love this. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's him. Yeah. That, that character. I think that's him, right? I Yes. It. Yep. I'm not always great with actors' names, which is why I, I did that. the... Uh, I uh, did the research. Yep, Jason. I have the Eisen.
1: IMD pulled up right behind me over here.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's definitely not a bad looking guy, huh? <laughs> he's definitely not oh, hard yeah. to uh, remember.
2: <laughs> the good makeup with the scar on his face there, remember seeing that? that was,
0: uh, Which they also say is not accurate. There's, there's, there's no uh, there's no record of that that historical figure. Having a yeah. scar in his face. But you know It's uh, a comic book. It's yeah, a comic you know,
2: book. Comic books are not history books, you know. <laughs> they you know,
0: have they're, have they're,
2: they're they're loosely based on uh, on actual actual people that they can, you know, uh, poke fun at and, and and make jest of. Like like uh, and it's not the first time that somebody's taken a you know like a highness uh, character like stalin and uh, and turn it into a to turn, turn it into a comedy the film the producers was a mel brooks film
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> and it was hitler you know?
0: i i think I, mean, I think one of the problems is that a western audience they don't actually recognize how how like ridiculous this is like they they're they're like i saw a bunch of reviews and they're basically like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is the way it was. And this is a great, like, biting portrayal. You know, uh, it's like, no. You're
2: believing a cartoon then.
0: <laughs> you're, like you the know, song.
2: you're, you're believing, which, which, <laughs> which is what this film is a lesson in, is how to take reality and turn it into a cartoon. Yeah. You know, or, you know, a, a film based on a comic strip. It, 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 but it, But I thought it was very funny. I got... There's there's a lot of little t- kind of throwaway dialogue that, that made me made me laugh a lot, and but I think that you're I, I think that you're right when you say that it that uh, uh, people well it's pretty subjective the way that people are going you know react to this to this film some people are looking at it like uh, you know critical their their critique is going to center around how the movie was put together and what this you know the components of the script and how it was balanced out with. Uh, you know, and how was the photography and whatnot. Um, other people are gonna look at it like, you know, so this is what really happened, man.
0: <laughs> I think that's like 80% of the people yeah. in the West that, that watch this uh, have that, that latter uh, reaction, uh, which is sad. Um, uh, communist.org has has their quote on it, which is, it's bad history and bad art, uh, but Armand uh, Iannucci's film has pit the wind up uh, the bourgeois critics for quite other uh, reasons than those. Um, has put the wind up, yeah, blowing the. I guess that's uh, what, what's that expression? Uh, blowing, blowing up uh, your skirt. Uh, blowing
1: bl- smoke up your smoke mm-hmm. up your ass. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he satisfies. Definitely satisfies a lot of like the idea of the incompetence of the system, the inefficiency of the system, um, the the kind of uh, dystopian uh, nature of things. Um, the idea of like all the people that seem aggrieved all appear to come from like a wealthier background. They're definitely the bourgeois, uh, right? And you don't well, really see so much of anything like, yeah, this, these members of the bourgeois actually did deserve what they got, right? Or anything, you know, they're all like just the innocent victims to a certain extent. Although what's her name is kind of portrayed as a selfish like she takes the money, although but then she puts the note in anyway, right? So it's kind oh, of uh, right. right.
2: no, yeah. She's she's uh
0: I do it too the money,
2: sure. <laughs> she's practicing the art of narcissism in Stalinist Russia. That's that's her Soviet <laughs> Union, so that's what but you know, this wasn't made by uh Soviet uh, loyalists, or sympathizers, or anything else—it wasn't made by communists. It wasn't made to be a piece of communist propaganda. It was made to be something funny that Western audiences, uh, you know, uh, might might appreciate. And I—I I think I think the film has done pretty well in terms of its acceptance of, of, of the audience. I'm not sure.
0: Well, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> gives it a, at least their critics give it a 96. percent um,
1: I don't. <laughs> like, uh, like I don't, okay. For the best example I can give is, I love the Scream series, like the trilogies. No,
0: yeah.
1: I don't count that one. Um, they have the third one, which is my favorite, at like twelve percent. But they have the second one, which I absolutely hate, at like eighty or ninety percent. So yeah.
0: Well, I don't mention Rotten Tomatoes um, to give credence to their valuation. It's right. Right. Rude. No, yeah. yeah. That,
2: that, <laughs> that's, that's that's probably the highest of the high marks and.
0: Well, I mean Ebert, Roger Ebert.com's uh editor, uh Glenn Carey, gave it three and a half stars out of four or three and a half thumbs up out of four. I don't know if they're stars or thumbs. Um, but which is pretty high for, for what Ebert used to do. Unfortunately, Ebert's no longer with us. I used to love yeah. reading his uh, reviews. I'd often just read his reviews to see if I wanted to see a movie. Uh yeah. I actually I I you know if he liked something generally I would like it, Um, and he would give good reviews of stuff that was very pop, like, but also stuff that was cerebral and intellectual or comedic, right? Usually if there was something to the film that had art, you know, a film value of whatever sort, he would give that credit, right? He was not a snob, but he was also not like the opposite of a snob, which is somebody who's like, so down to earth that they can't appreciate anything. You know, they they haven't you know a reactionary view to anything that is cerebral, right? He, he wasn't that either, which I really liked about him. Just mm-hmm. too bad that he's gone. Um, uh, although, I, it's probably good because if he was around much longer, I'd probably find out things about him I didn't. You know, that would make me <laughs> <laughs> kind of
1: ruin your opinion of him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> By the way, the
2: films that I like the most are the ones that everybody else hates, anyways. So you know, or the. the or vice versa. <laughs> I, 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 I have a distinct impression that the majority is always wrong.
1: Yeah. I've, I, I don't even read reviews anymore because generally I always, I'm on the opposite side of their, the majority opinion. If they love it, I hate it. If they hate it,
0: yeah. I love it. <laughs> you guys want to wrap for a second I or just keep talking? I'm going to, I'll be right back.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. No, I, I, uh took the suggestions that now put up and I took a look at them and I just kind of scanned through this. The, the, I, I wasn't familiar with the film at all. Um, and as I'm sort of playing it while I'm doing other things and not paying a lot of attention, I started realizing, you know, what was, what was going on, but it didn't dawn on me that it was supposed to, that it was, that it was funny until <laughs> something happened and I got a belly laugh out of it, you know. And so I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> I better mean, pay a little bit closer attention to, you know, to what's going on. So, um About this situation. And the more the more I watched it, and the more I, uh, uh, it, it, you know, the more I absorbed some of those more subtle things. Uh, the second and third time, third time is one I really paid. The closest attention of any of the other, any of the times. Um, so, so you three times. Well, I played it three times.
1: Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I
2: did. I, yeah, I didn't. Uh, you know, put it up on a big screen and sit there. You know, uh, uh, devoting a hundred percent of my attention to it. Um, I, I came closer to that the third time than I did either the first two times. The first time was, like I said, I was you know. Uh, doing other things and not, not just, just letting it play and checking on it and seeing what was, what was going on Yeah. as um, a cursory way through. Second time uh, I turned it on when I was, I, I laid down <laughs> to, to uh, uh, I, I was, I laid in bed, I turned it on and I was asleep within five minutes. So that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't really, doesn't really count. But then I think it was yesterday. I actually sat and pretty well watched the whole thing, absorbed the credits and you know uh, and everything. And I decided that I I was uh, I was impressed. You know, I was impressed just by you know the, the, the quality of the filmmaking is what what really impressed me the most. I thought it was and the screenplay I thought it was very good. And I don't yeah. think that it, it wasn't in anybody's intention. Uh, in making this film to be historically accurate. If anything, it would have aired uh, in the direction of uh, you know uh, cloaked in Cold War propaganda stereotypes. Um,
1: I think the reason a lot of people have the tendency to just believe it at face value is because it gives those little timeline credits like 1954, 53, whatever. And you usually see those in like documentaries and stuff and Even though it clearly is a film, people just
2: right, right. Well, it is. It's loose. It is. It's loosely based on actual events. Some, some of some very. There's a lot of real looseness about some of them, yes, (laughs) which which really kind of tips, tips you off that this is not meant to be uh, uh, something serious. This is, uh, uh, yeah. This is meant it meant to entertain with humor?
0: Well, I mean, I, again, again, I think that there's there's a danger in making that assumption because, like, if we think about the world we're in right now, the basically, the the, the Democrats and the Republicans both live in alternative universes, right? They have a they have their own reality, right? And <laughs> right. and uh, and it's maintained uh, through a media system.
2: That's what you're uh, right about. That there's no yeah, question. I mean, it, without without the the propaganda that goes along with um what what you're talking about Niall, the, the the this film doesn't get an audience you know um because it would be just too too obtuse too abstract it it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't uh it wouldn't attract uh, it wouldn't draw flies um but to be you know to <laughs> to do it in a humorous way without you know being without uh giving any Uh, respect basically to actual historical facts which you would do if you're doing a documentary but not necessarily a feature film that's you know kind of uh, uh, fictitious Uh, but at least at least um, uh, I I almost don't want to use the word absurd but there's some there's absurdity in it that lends uh, lends to the humor
0: I was looking at this one review um. And it was called. Uh, am I? Is that me? Am I? Am I echoing? Just like this. Um,
2: sound I'm like not it, getting I'm,
0: it. I
1: hear it, but it's only every once in a while.
0: All right. It sounds like there's a there's a chained demon in the back of one, somebody's <laughs> recording room. Um, but um, uh, I was re- I was watching this one review briefly. Uh, I think it was called like History Buffs Review, and they had something like six million views on their YouTube video about this. Oh, wow. And like in the comments people, this is called History Buffs Review, in the comments people are like basically talking like the events in the movie really happened, right? Like, <laughs> like, so so this guy's YouTube channel called History Buffs Review, which has a huge following, um, is, is still, they did a full like 40 minute review of this thing. And at the end of that review, people still didn't understand that this was, it was basically like some elements of history, some elements of propaganda. Um, and it was just like shaken up, right? And, and then just dumped out, you know, <laughs> I mean... Uh, it's just so absurd. I mean, uh, none of the, almost none of the people at the council uh, were in the roles they were in when the movie started, right? Uh, right? I don't even know about the daughter and the son, if the son really had a mental disease. The the ice exactly. hockey team had died like three years before the, this happened. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that right? I didn't know that. that was
0: <laughs> I think the only thing that's, that's right is that Stalin was an anti-Semite. I think that was the only part that's accurate. Um,
2: oh yeah that 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 didn't get a whole lot of play, but it was uh yeah, yeah, there were there was a couple of references to uh well that was when the sun was uh uh talking about how the 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 Zionists in New York were taking his brain and filling it up <laughs> with uh, American propaganda or something capitalist, yeah. capitalist propaganda or something. <laughs>
0: You know
2: that's
0: funny. See, that's, funny. That's, that's, a, that's a funny character. That yeah, was a good. It was a good character. And Zhukov, the the leader of the Red Army. Again, he was not the leader of the Red Army at the time. Um, uh, his character um, does like resonate to me. Like, even though he doesn't do a Russian accent, obviously, like, yeah, I've met Russians that act like that. Like, that's that that sounds like a legitimate. That that feels like a legitimate legitimate like chest thumping russian right like <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah now i For just want to talk back you said he wasn't the leader of the red army during this time um wasn't who was then because wasn't um oh god what the hell is his name okay guy
0: let's see yes. okay Zukov. I'll look it up. Zukov. I know I think it was... it's
1: Zukov. It's uh his name was Georgie Zukov or something like that.
0: Um oh, yeah. Georgie was another... Georgie Mal- Malikov.
1: There's another Georgie. There were two Georgies. There's Georgie Malik oh, yeah. Maybe
0: it was Georgie, <laughs> Georgi, because I don't have his first name written down. But... Um
1: I, I only know because hey, I was George... actually just oh go ahead.
2: No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh no, I was just watching um this series on Netflix oh, you're right. It is Unto- Georgie
0: zukov All
1: right. Yeah, it's called, it's uh, Untold Stories of American History. And it was an episode on World War II and the Soviet Union's first, um, delivering the first defeat to the Nazis and everything. And he was, zukov, Um, I don't know if it was in Stalingrad.
0: I think he was like basically a general of the Red Army, but not like the top of the Red Army. And he wasn't yeah. the minister of defense until after this- Um, Let me see, when did, i have to look up when he became Minister of Defense, because that's really what they're portraying him as.
1: Because I would figure after a a defeat, like pushing back the Nazis, you would get a nice uh, promotion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, yeah, he was, he was clearly a hero for throughout the, the Soviets rise from all the way back in the, the October Revolution in 1917. Um, but um but yeah, so I mean the the role he gets in the movie just happens later. Oh okay. um, uh, he was clearly already high up. He just wasn't that. Um at that point. I think maybe the secret police did take over at the time uh the movie portrays it taking over. So that might have happened. But there wasn't necessarily the issues with that that are portrayed in the movie. Um but um but yeah, so so I mean it's it's interesting. Uh for sure. Oh oh uh Russia, by the way, and some other uh former Soviet um nations uh banned the movie, right? So they banned the movie. Um they actually raided a movie theater that tried to play it anyway. <laughs> of course the basis of them banning it was not that it was um not just that it was offensive to them, but it was just it was like fake news. It's like this is too much bullshit in this. We can't allow this to like you know, Trumpify our population. I
2: like, <laughs> 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 kind of
0: wish we had that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a supporter. of I get, sex,
2: I get that. It's a, that doesn't surprise me. I, 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 would uh, wondered about that. You know, like how uh, European and uh, Russian and other the nations audiences would uh, uh, would receive this uh, this film. Because it's 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 clearly made for Western audiences anyway.
0: Oh so. yeah,
2: <laughs> there's no getting around it. It's just you know, and the prevailing attitude toward uh, uh, Russia and uh, a country that the United States has never been to war with, as far as I, uh, I, I, I know, um, you know, like an actual shooting war.
0: Yeah, not so, a hot but, war. Yeah.
2: Um. Uh. Is, is that Russia bad? We good? You know, <laughs> communism bad? Capitalism?
0: That good. Khrushchev is portrayed as the good guy in this because he's the one who put the, the, uh, put the nuclear missiles in Cuba, right? So yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> almost ended the world. Um, although, again, I think um, some of that, that was ne- not necessarily unjustified that they were doing that. Um, the potential outcome. Um, is kind of horrific uh, to think about. But, you know, when you take just a Western perspective on everything, it seems uh, for a lot of people who do that, it seems like everything we do in that conflict is justified. Everything they did is unjustified.
2: Exactly. When it's all, the whole situation is a lot more nuanced than that, for better or worse than both, than, you know, on both sides. Um, yeah, the US had missiles in Turkey pointed at russia so, um yeah you
0: know. so like the plot of this movie basically at the beginning just because i never went over the plot is that um stalin um you know at the time is the chairman of the council of ministers which i think we were talking about earlier some people have the idea that he was a dictator but i think when we're talking about cult of personality it may it probably was more of a cult of personality thing than a formal set of powers right uh yeah, Even though he he,
1: wasn't a dictator, everyone was afraid of what he thought.
0: Right. Yeah. Because if you were on the, because it was more like a popularity thing. If you were on the outs with him, people that were loyal to him would be against you and that was not good for you, right? Uh, Whether, you know, that meant you were going to be part of a purge or part of, um, or just not do well, you know? I mean, resources were limited. Things were shitty. Like, you didn't want to be unfavored, right? Uh, You know? you know, same thing in the US, you know, you, you want to be favored in the US too. There's maybe more people that you can suck up to here than, than there, I don't know. Um, although uh, with less risk. I, heard, I heard a lot of stories about Soviet system where, you know, people abuse their powers locally and you wanted to be in good with the local person that, that was in charge or you, you were kind of fucked too. Um, but anyway, so at the beginning, um, Stalin um, wants a recording of the concerto um, the concert's already been played live, he was listening to it on the radio, um, and then, um, but he wants a recording, they don't record it when they play it live, so the, the, so they have to get back together, right, so the guy running the concerto has to get everyone back together, and an audience, into the audience, so that the applause sounds right, and so the harmonics of the room sound right, so, you know, one thing he says, you know, you can get less people if you can get some fat people, right? Because <laughs> of the way they affect the acoustics. How fat? How fat? How fat?
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know. Were there fat people back then? I don't know. That's um,
1: actually a good question.
0: Um, but um, again, you know, maybe a license with history. Um, the pianist Maria, uh, Maria Udina, who's uh, portrayed as the religious character who doesn't seem to care about being purged by Stalin because she's going to go on to an eternal... Paradise for all of her capitalism before the revolution or whatever, Um, uh, she she, uh, forces them to bribe her to come back and play and then puts a note in the record uh, telling Stalin that she hopes he dies. Uh, When Stalin goes to uh, listen to the concerto, he's listening to it, he reads the note and he does actually die or not die. He has the cerebral hemorrhage stroke um, and then he becomes paralyzed, lying on the floor in his own urine um, before this, he had had like a guy's night out with what uh, a bunch of the ministers, right? Central,
2: yeah. com- central Committee, basically, most of the central committee
0: was there. And he, and he puts Molotov uh, on the death list because of some joke he didn't like, right?
1: And actually, Molotov wasn't even at that meeting um, in reality.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is weird, right? Maybe yeah. that's why he got put on the list. What, he doesn't want to watch the cowboy movies with me? Apparently that's accurate. <laughs> Stalin did like cowboy movies. I yeah, think. he's a
1: big John Wayne fan. Um,
0: but yeah, so so then Beria is the se- head of the secret police. Um, again, I, it reminds me of Kissinger. Um, played by Simon Russell Beale. Um, he tries to consolidate power and strategize. Right. So he gets um, he gets Molotov, who's the council of minis- or the foreign foreign minister, I believe taken off of the secret, uh, off off the purge list, and gets his wife um, released from prison, um, which the whole movie he's, he's trying to rationalize whether his wife was unfairly imprisoned in the first place or not, because he plays like the died in the wool, indoctrinated, even my wife was guilty and deserved to be purged guy. I think by the end, he's finally like, okay, maybe my wife's okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> and it was only because of, uh... Uh, how do you pronounce the name? I've been pronouncing it Beria. Is it Barry?
0: Beria is the way I've been Beria. Beria? Beria?
1: Okay, yeah, because only because Beria like pretty much berated him when he <laughs> accused his wife of still being guilty <laughs>
2: oh, which, yeah. which was which was another you know uh, a twist of positions because you know Beria had been the one who put her away, or yeah, you know yeah. supposedly she was dead, but he kept her alive somewhere. And that's how Stalin's daughter wanted uh, him to bring back her former lover that they'd also uh, executed somewhere along the line. Nika, he, could, he couldn't do that, so yeah, he brings yeah. he brings her back, and now, you know, he's trying to convince the husband that that uh, you know that that she was she was innocent. And he's doing her a favor or him a favor by bringing her back uh, to him, and and. Uh, you know the the, the the back and forth on what's right and what's wrong and what's the right thing to say at the right time and everything else just puts you know tension in, in every potential scene and conversation that there is, and they, they came up with some pretty funny, uh, uh funny dialogue on and on, 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 on situations. Like one of the, one of my favorites was when uh, was it Khrushchev and. Uh, one of the other, one of the other uh, central committee members, they're running through the woods, and he says, "How can you run and?" Talk <laughs> at <the same> time?
1: <laughs> that was funny. I like that part. <laughs>
2: another, another funny line was when uh, a couple of army guys came in when uh, uh, and saw what was going on when they were taking Baria and wanted to, you know, and, and they acted like, and then they stopped and they realized, oh, we kind of stepped in something. And they turn around and go out, and 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 somebody, I don't know who it was, that says, "Uh, um, go shoot them, will you, please?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All casual. And we're coming back. Uh, we're going to paste the two Zoom sections together so we can cheap out on Zoom, because fuck Zoom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Amen. Well, I
1: mean,
2: uh, 25 million,
1: th- million accounts
0: just got stolen, so I don't think
1: I want the Yeah, I think card. Zoom
0: yeah yeah it's okay yeah uh so I think we were talking about humorous moments, and I think I was starting to go through the um you know before I forget um you know one, some of the reviews I was reading about this um or the reviews of the reviews I was reading about this just many levels to the uh, <laughs> <laughs> to this uh to this cake um many layers to the cake um was that um, there was like a, people think there was an establishment critique of the historical inaccuracies of the movie, um, not because they thought it was wrong that there were historical inaccuracies, but because they felt like the fact that there were so many inaccuracies would would cause people to look up the real history and <laughs> and would, would kind of be like subversively inspiring and would have to be kind of like maybe publicly and many like articles, and you know, obviously, you know, so independent media things brought up, and and that could be a bad thing for the people who want everyone to stay ignorant about these things. Um, you I, can't I,
2: have people can't have people going out and becoming educated about something on their own, for crying God, no,
1: that's way too
0: dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your uh, your volume went down a little bit, Serena. I don't know if you accidentally hit your your uh, mic volume or something. Your input or if it changed positions. I'd hate right, for. Better it's a, it's a little better definitely here <laughs> oh are we losing uh are we losing the feed from serena maybe so i can always edit it out oh there you're back
1: i'm back for some reason i can hear music
0: oh uh, you can hear music <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know where it's playing from
0: see that's right that's right What's before it? the purge you know, gets you. Is future. it Russian?
2: Yeah. Is it Russian folk music or anything like that? Anything cool? No,
0: that would be cool. <laughs> there we go. This is, this is the ghosts of the, um, the, you know, the people purged by the, by Stalin coming to haunt us. How, yeah. <laughs> how, how dare you <laughs> criticize the, the propaganda that that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, smearing uh, the person that we hate. Um, <laughs> I do love haunting movies. I would love to do a review of a haunting movie. Um, I
1: love horror movies, any type—possession, demons, all that crap.
0: (laughs) I like the ones that are like more suspenseful, like um, or uh, more like uh, you never see the thing, right? Um, Like Like something more like the. What's that? Uh, Like the Changeling was one. I mean, you kind of—that's an old one. Um, I mean, there was some like the Lady in White that freaked me the fuck out.
2: Um, I haven't seen that. One. I I I, uh, I I worked on that movie. Really?
1: Yeah. What did you do
2: on there? I was a co-executive producer of that film.
1: Wow, wow. <laughs> that's
2: cool. And it's funny that you would bring it up because it's 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 not uh, uh, not an outrageously well-known film. It's just it was. It was. The, if, as coincidence would have it, I <laughs> <that's crazy. laughs>
0: This one, yeah, because, uh, I mean, that was the perfect, when that movie was out and I was watching it, I was the perfect age. I was probably like seven years old or something. Right,
2: right. I saw that yeah. and it
0: freaked me the fuck out. <laughs>
2: no kidding.
0: I mean, this is the movie with the kid locked in the library, right?
2: Right, yeah, in the schoolroom, in the, yeah. Yeah, like, was, like
0: that was that was like actually felt like it was happening to me when I was watching that scene. That, <laughs> that movie was in my nightmares for a long time. That uh,
2: particular scene was filmed about ten miles away from, well, twelve miles away from where I'm sitting right now, in a uh, in an old uh, in the, the old uh, high school in Phelps, New York. That was the location for that that scene.
1: <laughs> Were you like on scene when they shot it?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, some yeah yeah, uh, did, a lot of different times I was uh, I was there I was at that uh, I was at most of, I was there most of the days of when when that was the location. It was shot uh, here in this area, and then studio work was done out in uh, Hollywood for the most part. Yeah. Oh. Little second unit stuff in Hawaii that was such a
0: small um, fucking world man but yeah that's that's the kind of thing i like that's,
2: that's, that's <laughs> something that's pretty very wild Just <laughs> that, that, you, that, that, that you know that that you know that film and that it did that to you
0: well I'm i mean amazed. there's certain there's certain things like when you're the right age but like yeah um the movies that actually show you the thing like i didn't have i didn't really have nightmares about freddy Krueger or jason it was it was it was those like atmospheric things, you know, uh, the haunting of Hill House, right? Which the new cool. version on Netflix I do like quite a bit, even though they show more things in that um, than, you know, maybe the original did. Um, that's a TV show, but it's well done. But, you know, that'd be fun to do. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, there's that idea that this is going to make people look shit up and that's threatening. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> um, it was released, this movie apparently was released. Uh, to be timed with the 100th anniversary of the October Revolution. So the people that put this out, um, it was kind of like a middle finger to, you know, the Soviet experiment. It, um, I mean, I don't know how many things had to come together for that to be the thing, but um, but it, it feels like a movie that didn't get a lot of press, um, like in big pop culture, but there's so many big figures attached to it, like, you know it's almost like it was their duty to like smear the soviet <laughs> union or something i know i know oh. that if you're jewish you're supposed to do at least one movie about like the holocaust or the jewish experience um, i don't know if there's like a, a similar thing if if you're a capitalist you have to make at least one anti socialist <laughs>
2: Well, I, I just think I like the, the, the idea of the genre, you know, the, the way that it was put together, because you could do caricatures of uh, the U.S. government right now of the people that are in the, you know, uh, leadership of the U.S. Um, and in the same way, I mean, you can imagine, you know, John Bolton and, and uh, Mike Pompeo and Donald Trump and the situations that could come up with... Uh, uh, with their jangly motions and interactions, uh, I, you know, write write the comic strip and and they'll turn it into a movie. I think that I think it's got it's the the the, the idea is, it's not exactly Wes Montgomery who would take an imaginary situation and make a cartoon out of it. Like you
0: know, there's they, a lot uh, of rich ones <laughs>
2: Mr. Fox. But I think that I think. That, <laughs> I I, I love the the, the humor, the the, the potential humor that can go along with it. It's poking fun at, you know, um, uh, big name people.
0: I'm trying to find more room for uh, uh, criticism of uh, Trump in my life. Because like for a long time I've just been like, I hate Trump and I, I, you know, I'm no problem saying it all, uh, you know, fairly frequently. But I don't do it as much, mostly because it's like, it's so overdone, you know, it's so yeah. easy. Yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it becomes a cult. There's not, it there's not that much know.
2: to add to it. You know, with Trump, he's been, I've, I've known of him for, you know, most of my, you know, for a long time, um, decades and decades, 40, 40 years or more. And he's been an asshole the whole time, you know, so it's like nothing new. You know, it's like you know, it's says Donald Trump, he's the president of the country now. You know, it was like the whole um, electoral process was a contest between who was, which of the, who's the biggest asshole and, and he won. And yep. uh, some people say Hillary Clinton got more votes, you know, so she, you know, she would win, but uh, you know, he's the one, he's, he's the asshole that. Uh,
0: well, I mean, it was the know, contest. Game of the game was played. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Oh.
1: Is it still yes. hard to hear me?
0: Yeah. Right, no I can hear second.
1: you. Oh actually give me one second though. I need to turn down my hand.
0: Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Um but yeah, I mean um uh the thing with Trump about it's kind of this mixed bag, like the you can attack him a great deal, but if you make everything about him and not about the system that produced him, right? Exactly. And also exactly. like you know, like Trump, um, it does. You know, it doesn't really matter to me. I always thought this argument was really stupid. I mean, there's just, there's a certain thing that. I mean, obviously, I hate the like the Electoral College, and it should go away. But but if the Electoral College didn't exist and it was a straight popular vote, the strategy to get elected by Republicans would be different. And right. so there's no no reason to believe that Hillary would have won, won that contest necessarily, if right. um, if the game was had different rules right it, well you if don't get a popularity to...
1: contest she wouldn't have won she was not appealing to the popular policies at the time
0: well or he was all that stuff people he, like people like to say that trump is really popular you know but he's really not even no, when he, he's, he was like he's
1: popular with that fringe group
0: they were the two least popular candidates like in decades right yeah. <laughs> yes but yes he's very popular with a very specific or uh, a small group of people, I would say,
2: and 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 uh, you know the the dislike in the the sort of you know duopoly contest, uh, the dislike that Republicans core Republicans have for Democrats, or just the you know put another way, the dislike for Hillary Clinton, you know, crystallized around. Okay, so Trump may be an asshole, but a lot of people have voted for him anyways you know because they just hated Hillary Clinton forget <laughs> <too. laughs> there was definitely yeah, well, well a- you know and I yeah, who can't sim- I can't I can sympathize with that I mean I can not you know they're, they're both unacceptable as far as I'm concerned but uh, same with Biden and Trump um, but uh,
1: uh, <laughs> you know <clears throat> I, I really guess
2: Somebody didn't somebody didn't Somebody didn't catch on
0: Yeah, uh, or it didn't matter enough
2: that that's That's probably just as <laughs> accurate.
0: I was just arguing with Marcus J. Cage um, with uh, one of my other shows, The Annihilation Cage, um, and his position is that um, you know a lot some people are basically saying that the Democrats want to lose to Trump again, right? And uh, yeah. his position is that they, they don't want to lose to him. They're just, they're just completely deluded and then in their own world, at least most of them. Um, my awesome. position is they just don't care. It's not important, right? Like- They don't
1: care about beating Trump
0: or- Yeah, they don't care about beating Trump. It's like, eh, like- Well, they, they, <laughs> they, they,
2: they have, they have uh, their fiefdom all set up, you know. Um, they wanna cling to that power.
0: Well, they're good either way.
2: Right? Uh, yeah. Plus with uh, Trump
1: in power, they get to play on the Democrats' love of being the holy road, you know. Uh, we're way better than you. <laughs> the high road.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, if uh, the uh, money keeps coming in. But you know, lose another big election, you know.
0: Whatever, if anybody ever wondered what the Red October refers to, it's the, it is that October Revolution, which was November seventh, 1917. November eighth, nineteen seventeen. Um, great movie, by the way, The Hunt for Red October. Uh, yep, one those good yeah. ones. That's probably yeah. disgustingly awful if you're actually uh, if you actually know any kind of history or you you know the Soviet like a uh, Russian accent. I'm sure the Russian accents are fucking terrible. The Scottish <laughs> Russian accent, you yeah, know. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> okay. Sean Connery in a submarine. <laughs>
0: All right, so um, uh, maybe uh, maybe go you first, Serena. Just maybe final thoughts on uh, on the movie. Uh, you can give it a, a one to ten, I guess, on a entertainment value. I don't know if it's worth doing a a one to ten on a historical accurate or like like uh, any other dynamic, you know. But uh, is is it worth watching? I think I think ironically, it's super worth watching. Like I could see this being like a cult a cult uh, humorous. <laughs> <laughs> you know thing but but just you know (laughs) as many thoughts as you want to get in there about it uh um close this one i
1: i definitely recommend the movie um definitely if you're a history buff even though it's historically inaccurate it's just nice i like time pieces from that period um so it was nice to see that movie it was funny i I was going to actually mention this earlier, I love the scene when they find Stalin's body and they're, all the ministers are kind of gathering around, and the one guy has the <laughs> kneel and the pee and everything. Oh, that was so funny. But yeah, I think on a scale of one to ten, I would give it maybe like a seven. Because it made me laugh, but it's still, so... yeah, so it <laughs> didn't give me the belly laugh like it did Thomas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I think that's it. All right, Thomas, on you, man.
2: I I'd uh, I I give it a nine, uh, just because it's so well made. Um, it's very impressive. Um, there, there's nothing I can think of to do to improve what they had to work with, and I think that what they had to work with was a fantastic script. that that, that uh, very very awesome performances by every single character in the film. And there were, there's a ton of them. Um, and there wasn't one letdown that I can think of at all. I didn't, you know, uh, wasn't disappointed in any, any performances, which speaks really to both the, you know, the director and the the talent. Um, I, 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 I don't, care about the historical inaccuracies. They're obvious, you know, uh, I, they don't, they, that doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't a- affect my appreciation for it. Um, uh, and I think that there's, there's, uh, uh, if you can take it for what it is, which is, you know, um, uh, made for Western audience, uh, poking fun at, uh, uh, and, and I, I think that there are certainly a lot of people you know Russians who would get a get a laugh out of the film too by the way <laughs> um, uh, or Eastern Europeans or any of the you know people in that in that neck of the woods um, just because it's you know it's a it, it's a film you know it's just oh, I didn't uh, see from that if you, if, you if you don't take it if you don't take it and it's a very serious you know, Period in history where a lot of terrible things happened and a lot of human suffering was involved in it, um, uh, but it succeeds, I think, in 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 poking fun at the dynamics of roughly the rough dynamics of what was going going on at that time. So, um, yeah, I. I uh, uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's worth studying for a few different reasons. None of them have to do with history, <laughs> not, not history <laughs> by road anyways. Um, uh, so I, I, did,
0: I did see an interview with, uh, or like a short, a short little uh, question with a Russian woman who saw it and said she lived through the time period and that she didn't have any problem with it. Uh, she was at that theater that later got raided and shut down.
2: Uh, oh and, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's just a movie. <laughs> you know, it's,
2: this is a made up story, you know, taking actual things and people, actual characters, making caricatures of them and uh, putting a film together that feels like a comic book, you know. <laughs> and and uh, it, if it, it, I, I, th- I thought that it was, I thought that it was quite amusing. So
0: I'd say nine. You do a nine and a ten.
1: <laughs> yeah I do and, want to add one more thing because you just reminded me of it i I love that little that little wink at the end when it was telling you about um oh gosh, Khrushchev how do you say his name Kra Krush- Khrushchev Khrushchev, I don't know. I'm trying to pull out imaginary char- video game character names. Um, <laughs> and it was talking about the guy that overthrew him like. Uh, although under brush, a decade later.
2: Brush, today, brush, yeah.
1: yeah, the guy sitting right behind him, like looking at him and stuff. I thought that was pretty funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of little things that just, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, it reminds me of um, on the same absurd level as, or not uh, at there, but almost at the same level as Inglorious Bastards, just kind of poking fun, having a good laugh at something.
2: Right. Yeah. Right, and it's a difficult subject to do that with. So if you if if you can, if, if I I think it works. I like the I like the picture.
1: I did. I like it too. i want to recommend it to some people.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Inglorious Bastards isn't the worst comparison for sure. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was enjoyable. I thought some like I always have trouble with um, movies that don't seem to have like a very like a a great arc. You know. Like, it feels like everything is kind of on the same uh, emotional or, 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 I don't know, cinematic. I don't know what the terms would be. I'm not a, I'm not a film student. Uh, but like a cinematic volume, right? So there, there's like a monotonous to it. Even if everything's good, if, it's all, if there's not highs and lows so much, um, there isn't like, we're not invested in any of the characters. So I didn't, like, even when they kill the guy, uh, Barry, at the end, like, I mean, obviously, he's a douchebag. They're all douchebags. They're killing people throughout the movie. Right. So, so i didn't i wasn't attached to any character i didn't feel like there was any particular character that was representative of the audience we before we we started recording we we're talking about kind of like that like that neo character like in the matrix right yeah that's, that's the person who's naive and supposed to like um discover this cinematic world you know the plot and and then uh, and then be a mary sue at some point um that you know now masters you know that that uh, the sandbox that they're in. Um, uh, and we didn't have that. And, and yeah, I, I, I like movies where I like movies more when I really relate to a specific character, um, or at least I care about any number of characters. Um, maybe uh, a reason why I like haunting movies, because you generally do identify with whoever the things are happening to. Uh, The ones where everybody's a douchebag I think are less enjoyable to me. Uh, (laughs) You know, (laughs) the torture porn or murder porn. It's like, yeah, we hate all these people and we're glad they're getting chainsawed up, right? Um, (laughs) um, But um, like you guys say, I think everybody in the movie does a very good job. Um, There's no bad performances, there's no bad actors, the writing is all very solid. so it would only be that kind of uh, criticism and then just like, um, I, I I do need to think, you know, I, I do think that media that gets put out, out into the world does have an impact. And I have to kind of like assess that. Um, I, I do tend to look at what it does to the world, not just how I interact with it. Um, obviously, there are things that I interact with and I'm like... I can handle this. It's cool, right? Um, but then, if I think about the way it affects everybody else, then it's sometimes like, eh. I'm not a censorship person, obviously, but I do think about who has the resources and what plots and things are being pushed and what's not yeah. being. Pushed. And so there's, you know, there's always I always have some negativity towards the media infrastructure that we have in the world, especially coming out of the U.S. and the West. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I think it is it is a good starting point. Like I think they're right. I think it is um, subversive because of what it inspires you to look deeper into, like super lazy OCD guy me who can't really uh, find the time to read anything. I bought a book recently. I got, I got through the first chapter and I'm like, no, I'm not going to read anymore. Um,
2: <laughs> you know, even,
0: <laughs> even I, you know, I found out all kinds of stuff about the, uh, the Soviet period that I, sh- as a super duper lefty, I should know. And I just don't,
2: you know. Well, that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, you know. If you're if you're challenged by something to learn more about it in some way or another, uh, uh, that can't hurt anything. And I think that we have a real deficit of information that is well absorbed in this uh, in this culture about other places in the world, you know. Like
1: yeah,
2: isn't it? Yeah, since uh, the the empire spans the globe. but it is uh, uh, if you can the you know the the soviets basically uh, had the same attitude of exceptionalism before glasnost um, in 19 in the late 1980s and uh, I, I, was, I was i got a chance to be over there working and and in, um, mm-hmm. in eastern europe in poland but i went to russia a couple of times and there were plenty of russians in in poland in those days it was before um the soviet empire uh disbanded uh and they were arrogant you know uh, we have better is something that you would hear a lot you
0: know? mm-hmm.
2: so that that's the kind of pride that goes before a fall uh, you know and and the united states is uh, afflicted with the same disorder i think you know, oh this idea of uh, American exceptionalism that excludes, you know, any kind of uh, understanding of or, or tolerance even of, of other cultures that um, uh, if you, th- 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 it's largely based on ignorance just because you don't know anything about it doesn't mean that they're, you know, that, that they're, they're inherently bad or evil or, you know, just I because know. they're different. You know they they have different ways. Their culture evolved, you know, somewhat differently. Um, you know, uh, they write in funny shaped letters or or symbols. You know.
0: Yeah, the Russian links. Uh, uh Serena, did you want to say something there?
1: Oh, um, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. <laughs> That's the problem with memory, you know, you get stuff <laughs> into that medium term memory and then you're paying attention and 12 more things get put in and then the last three things get knocked out. Um, but yeah, no, for sure, um, if I could spend the rest of my life just uh, visiting other cultures and learning about and meeting, especially meeting the people, you know, uh, and getting to know individuals well that had personally experienced that, it, instead of just kind of like that brochure version of learning about a culture or that product review version of learning about a culture or, you know, um, uh, it'd be wonderful. Um, uh, and, and, and I think that is maybe another subversive thing about the movie, because it puts all these characters into the accents of the Western world. Um, it makes you be like, you know, they're not really that different than us, you know? And um, maybe we shouldn't be such assholes uh, about it, right? <laughs> so,
2: well, it, it kind of takes a certain amount of tolerance for being an asshole to get this movie. <laughs> you know because of what you just said it's a, you know it's an english american and british english and uh uh a lot uh, the the it's very nuanced in 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 uh western stylized uh language and and motions and stuff and uh you know those are those are the things that you just have to just kind of like okay that's 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 what it is. Now, what's it good for? Um, that's a that's a different story. I think I think it you know it's good for a little bit. Of, it's good for some some pretty good humor, uh, uh, and if it opens uh, if it opens a book or two, or you know some web pages or two or whatever, um, and you pick up a little bit of knowledge about things, and uh, it's all good.
0: Yeah I do I yeah. at the end here uh I think I am getting the uh, the it, it is the feedback on on your side I think uh whenever we talk it sounds like we're Serena and I are being translated into to to satanic on your side when it comes through it sounds like a demon barking or growling um but it's okay um really? we can sort Jesus. we could sort that out next time. but there was um one source I had I hope I have it written down that I thought was pretty good. Um, uh, oh yeah, so and here was a oh so he was talking about how ridiculous the um, the Soviet system was, how bureaucratic it was. Oh, this was the cynical historian that I listened to. So that's another view. And it was only a fourteen-minute thing, but it was packed with good information. But he said that there was a there was a there was a department of the Soviets at the time called. The humor department of the censorship apparatus of the Soviet Ministry of Culture. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, which roughly translated means the um, uh, the joke department. Um,
2: <laughs> but
0: that was a that was a great source. Um, this this has been our first episode. We don't really have a name yet. This is three people review right now. Uh, we'll think of a name. I think and and. Um, And we'll edit, you know, uh, the historical record, um, as if we had a name all along. Um, But uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's been Niall Elkham, C. Thomas Paine, and Serena Catherine. Um, If you guys all want to say goodbye, I'll wish our audience well and and wish they do some good in the world.
2: Great to join you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.